0: It's a love story, baby. Just say yes. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's time for the final countdown. (laughs) The show starts. Episode number 89, you know what that means. (laughs) An entire three-minute segment dedicated to Taylor Swift since we, I wouldn't say we're exclusively a Taylor Swift podcast, but we could be labeled as a Taylor Swift podcast if, in fact, it brings us more views and listeners. So in the case you're still listening and you're a Taylor Swift fan and you're wondering how the hell did I get to this podcast, congratulations you survived you're on a taylor swift podcast so we're gonna get into the taylor swift update followed by a shitbag movie i saw last week or yesterday two days ago and everything like everything that comes with that and then this new hit game that has been on steam for a while but has recently picked up some steam haha That's what I did there. <laughs> so we're gonna get into it but first taylor swift news what do we got So Taylor Swift was not in attendance at the Chiefs game on Sunday. And as it turns out, like many people have been speculating, especially Chiefs fans, the Chiefs lost. And they lost to the Denver Broncos, who are one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh they let up like 76 points in the beginning of the season. Um, their defense is ass. Russell Wilson, not that bad of a quarterback. He's not as good as he was with the Seahawks, but he's not as he's not the problem. It's the defense, it's just not having receivers, it's a whole thing. So the the Chiefs should not have lost this game at all. And it looked bad, it just did not go their way, and it just so happens it's the first game that Taylor Swift isn't there. So the Chiefs are calling on the Swifties to come back but she can't she's on she's starting her world tour now i think it kicks off in brazil i might have just made that up um so she's gonna do her world tour thing and you know that's that so the chiefs have to overcome which they should they have enough talent they got patrick mahomes travis kelsey the a duo unlike any other reminds me a lot of myself. So we're going to see how that plays out the rest of the year. But they got—they just played an ugly game. It was bad. But everyone's blaming Ta- the Chiefs fans, blaming Taylor Swift. The Swifties are like, "Who gives a fuck?" It's football, and that's that. But she does—she st- does start her world tour coming up. I said Brazil, so I'm going to stick with Brazil. And she's like I said last podcast, a billionaire. So she's going to be raking in all the goddamn money. She's going to be re-releasing her old albums, which is just—it's a smart money grab move because everyone's gonna fucking buy them but the songs ain't changing they change maybe a little bit maybe the the acoustic sounds a little different but it's the same shit but good for her she's making money she's uh she's doing her thing so that's the taylor swift news and we've hit the three minute mark perfect And before we get into the movie review portion of today's episode, I got to say one thing off the front front end. Um, I was walking Brady or 15 minutes ago um, after dinner, how we normally do, and I'm walking past the cop car because there was, there was cops in front of it. I think this is like a frat house. I don't know what, who the fuck lives here, but it's they're not bed they're not loud or anything but they're very they smoke a lot a lot of weed is what it is and there's a lot of cars coming in and out it's always like five or six cars there's always a lot going on there they're friendly like they always come out they say hi but they're just potheads you can see them in the middle of the day come out in like their pajamas like reeking of weed um you know it's the lifestyle but for some reason there were cops in front of their house when we were walking the dog So we walked past the cop cars and they drive SUVs down here, I guess because of the snow, but they don't have like regular cop cars. They have SUVs. They all have SUVs. So I'm walking past and I glance in the window and there's like, I think McDonald's or Burger King, something, something, because the windows are kind of tinted, something in the back seat and like in the front seat, there was like 7-Eleven container, like 7-Eleven cups and shit like that. And I was like, man, they just eat junk food all day. And I'm like, they're just sitting in their cars. Like, unless they're getting out like they're doing now, like they just sit there all day long. Like if you're on patrol, and then I thought about it, I was like, I would, because I see I see the cops on base too. And I'm like, I would fucking hate to be a fucking cop. Like if I was a cop, I would love it. I would be like, this is the best job in the world. Everyone should be a cop. I'd be an asshole too, I feel like. Um, But the driving around all day aspect has got to be a nightmare. Like that sounds like the worst possible thing you could do because you're driving, right? And like, say it's like warm out. Kind of how it was today. I don't know if you went outside today, anyone lives near me or whatnot, but today was one of those days where you could have a hoodie and sweatpants on and be warm, or you can just have a t-shirt and shorts on. You'd still be warm. If you're sitting in your car, you have the AC on, but if you open the window, it's too cold. There's no balance. It's like a perfect temperature of like, you can do whatever you want, but imagine you're working, right? And you just ate McDonald's because I just seen it in the backseat of your car. And you're driving, the sun's in your eyes, so you're squinting. It's warm, but it's cold. You're wearing the fucking get-up. You're wearing the uniform with the gun, the whole thing. You're uncomfortable as fuck, and your job is to just drive around. Like, that sounds like I'm going to fucking sleep. I'm assuming, and I'm not saying the cops are doing this, but I would assuming the person driving lets the other person sleep, unless there's a call, unless they go on a call. There's no way they're driving around for eight-plus hours, and one of them's not taking a nap at any point. Like they have to be. You got to run out of things to listen to. There's not like they're doing busy work in the car. Maybe they are. Maybe they're doing admin work or something. I fucking doubt that. But you got to, they're running out of music. You're running out of podcasts. There's only so much sports radio you can listen to, the news. Like, what if you get a partner that doesn't like the news you listen to or something? Or you just, I'd assume you guys end up getting along the same way we get along in the military. Like, you kind of just stuck with each other. But after seeing what was in this, the back of this cop car, and I'm like, I would fucking hate it because you could smell, you got that scent of like, someone's been in this car for a while it doesn't smell like shit It doesn't smell bad it just smells like kind of like food and like person it smells like a person was in here and you're like man imagine just living in there like you're in there for eight hours probably all right say six hours you know you get out every now and then for a call or whatever you got to do or you go back to the office at the end of your shift you know change over whatever they call it roll call like, you're in that goddamn car all day. And, like, yeah, they're, now they have SUVs. So it's a little better than the little squad car, you know? And I don't think they have paddy wagons anymore, but I guess driving the paddy wagon wouldn't be too bad of a job. But just driving around, like, the AC on, AC off, you know, you're parked on the side of the road and you're supposed to be watching for speeding, but there's no cars coming because it's the middle of the day. So, like, no one's out. They're all at work. And then you get a call for some bullshit. Like, oh, yeah, this, my neighbor's making noise. You got to go over there. Like, I would be miserable. I would be so fucking bored being a cop. And I'm sure they get in trouble for like doing shit they shouldn't do like i'm sure you're allowed to be on your phone but I'm, po- I'm positive you can't like bring a laptop or anything or like an ipad you know i'm positive you can't do that so i mean it's one of those things you're probably busy and it goes quick and then when it's slow it's brutal i just wouldn't be able to do it but anyway we're gonna move on we got a little movie review coming up so the original Exorcist, which came out in like the 1970s, scary as fuck. One of the scariest movies of all time. You could watch it now and be terrified of it. Like the the real effects they used, they didn't use any graphic, graphic um, not graphics, um, VFX or CGI or anything that didn't exist back then. So they had to use like, you know, what they had. And like it, the film they shot it on, like it just looks like an old movie. It sounds like an old movie. But that's that's what makes it like horrifying at the same time because it sounds scary. Everything in the movie sounds scary. It's not like a jump scare or anything either. It's just one of those things you're like, this is fucking a scary movie. And I watched it recently because it's on HBO Max. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, because the new one's out. I want to see the new one. But I've heard awful reviews on the new one. So I'm like, all right, I'll watch the original one. I'll try to watch the second and third one because they made two more. I watched the first one scared. I'm like, all right, cool. Second one starts off good, immediately turns to turn south, and they're in fucking northern Iraq trying to find demons, and it's, a, it's, an ex, it's like Indiana Jones, which kind of makes sense because Indiana Jones came around came out around that time, like Star Wars and shit, so they were getting like wild with it. I didn't even bo- bother watching the third one. I'm like, I'm good, because I read the reviews, and apparently the first original director didn't direct the other two, and the, the director of the other two didn't like the original and was just like, I'm going to make the story my own. And just went off the rails. Because it's not even close to what the original movie was like. So I'm like, all right, I'll take the first one, delete the second two, and then I'll get into the new one. Because I heard the movie was bad, but I'm like, it's The Exorcist. You know, it had the music. Apparently, the mom comes back from the original one. So I'm like, all right, I'll get into it. I'm not going to really spoil it, but there might be spoilers coming out. So the movie, it's pretty straightforward. Revolves around demonic possession, obviously. It got a 39 out of 100 on the Metascore, which is god-awful. That's like Thor Love and Thunder territory. And what happens in the movie is that the these two girls... They're elementary, middle school, I would say middle school girls, not so much high school yet. They're friends. They play with, um, they do some shit in the woods, like a little seance or some shit, and uh, they disappear for three days. They finally turn up, and they're like, oh, we're only gone for an hour, but they're clearly different, like something's wrong. And then it bounces in between two of them, each getting possessed at, like, different points. So, like, the one girl gets possessed, and she does, like, weird shit around the house. Like, she pees the bed, she attacks her dad. The other one's in church, and I think she was, like, fingering herself, but they didn't really show it. Because, obviously, it's a child, but, like, they didn't do a good job of, like showing her possessed other than all of a sudden she just looked like she had shitty makeup on and she pisses herself too and she starts screaming in the church so you're like all right these these girls are clearly possessed but at the same time you're like they could have done a better job explaining this just a little bit like you get you you know what you're getting into with the exorcist but again they could have went went a little more And the movie's only like an hour and a half. It's really not that long. So like, I feel like this happens with a lot of movies. Like they got to, like Scorsese movies are fucking good. Christopher Nolan movies are good because they don't take take shortcuts to tell the story. People can complain all they want, but movies, especially now, have got to be fucking long. You're telling such an in-depth story and you got to build up characters. You got to make it long. So when they cut corners like this in the movies, I pick up on it right away. I'm like, well, they could have done a better job explaining that. And then it turns out like another character, which is like the dad's friend of one of the kids that got kidnapped. He's like, I wouldn't say he's a church going guy, but he's like a spiritual guy. You know, he's into like spirits and stuff, but they don't explain that at all. He just shows up at the house with like these ladies and they're doing like a little fucking, I don't know what, it's not even a seance or something. They're just like painting on the ground. He's like, oh, I'm just here to help. And it's like, this was this was never explained. Like they, they only showed him in a boxing ring in the beginning of the movie. And then the other girl, her parents are like hardcore Christians. They go to church every Sunday. They're, they're like well-known in the church, everything like this. And their daughter's possessed. Daughter is possessed. All right, like all right, we get it now, you know. And it starts off; it's it hooks you in the beginning. Like this is a cool story for the story of what it is. It's good, and then it immediately the third act, the climax of the movie falls off the rails. Doesn't even fall through us; careens off the fucking rails in a way I've never seen a movie do before. It got so out of control because I feel like what they did was they took every idea they had and they just said, we're going to do that, but we're not going to do it in depth at all. We're going to do it surface level shit. So they get like a priest, but the priest is like, I can't help. I'm not not, uh, authorized to do an exorcism. And they're like, all right, let's go to the mom from the original one. They go to her and she's an expert in exorcisms, but she's not a exorcist. So she shows up and she's like, can't mess around with demons. I've seen it too many times. I am. She's like the the guru for demon possession. Just again, do a terrible job explaining it. They just kind of give a little backstory, like, oh yeah, she wrote a book about it. That was it. You're like, well, that's not really. That's not a backstory. You can't just say she wrote a book and she's an expert. Like so. Anyway, they get her and she's like, let me see the girls. And she walks. As soon as she sees the the one girl that's locked up in a mental institution at this point, she's like, the demon recognizes me knows I'm here. And it's like, how the fuck does that work? Like, I understand demons are like timeless, you know, but like, I don't think that was the case. Like, why would the demon come back to just fuck with you? You know? So I'm like, all right, not really believable. And then of course the de- the girl attacks the window and she's like, where's the other girl? And they're like, oh, they took care of her at home because like they're the Christian family. So they were just like, going to pray about it. And she's like, that's a terrible idea. Let's go to the house now. And again, time doesn't exist in this movie either because this is all happening in what seems like one day. This is all happening. So then they go to this person's house and it's destroyed. Like you walk in, there's the TV on the ground, there's lights on the ground. The dad is crying in the other room and he's like just saying some weird shit. The mom and the two other daughters are are holding hands and praying in a circle and they look upstairs and the girl's like running around. She's clearly possessed and you're like, this isn't that scary. Like she's not doing anything that's scary. You know, it's not, we get it, she's possessed, but there's nothing that's going on. It's more of an action movie at this point, because the mom from the original one, Chris, her name was Chris in the movie, she goes upstairs and she's like, I'll handle this. And it's like, all right, what are you going to do? You know? So she goes up there that the demon is not chained down. Okay. Which is like the first rule in these exorcism movies. You got to chain them the fuck down because they're going to go wild and they have superhuman strength at this point. So then they go, and of course, she's like, You know who I am. Cast out. And she's not doing any exorcism stuff. She's like, Get out of this girl. Yada, yada, yada. Like uh, a fucking demon grabs a cross and stabs her in the eyes twice. Each eye. Boom, boom. Two eyes. Done. She's screaming. There's people downstairs screaming. They get her out of the house. And then it's like, what the hell? She just got her eyes... Is she dead? No, she's not dead. Even though she got stabbed in the fucking eye by a demon, she's not dead. So she goes to the hospital. Again, they don't show her going to the hospital. They don't show anything. They show some cop cars there, but nothing. And at no point did the cops or anybody that is not into the whole demon thing saying like, hey, we got to get that girl some medical attention. She's not okay. They were just like, eh, she destroyed the house. She just stabbed some lady in the face. It's your house. Do what you want. It's your property type of thing. And it's like, I think they I think they would have detained this girl for a little bit. You know, I think something would have been, ha- something happened. So whatever. So they go back. Their plan now is to go get the priest, the real priest, go back to the, the one girl's house who's possessed, bring both girls in there. And just do a dual exorcism. Now exorcisms, not if you believe in believe in them or not, are like the most rare thing ever. There's only been like 300, I think, in the entire existence. I don't know. I know they're super rare. And in every, every movie about exorcisms, you have to find the exorcist because like he's like a kook. He's a freak in the church. He's not like a regular dude. He's not just doing these nine to five. You know, he they don't they don't bring this guy out for no reason. So the chances that there's two people possessed at the same time in the same fucking town are less than zero point zero 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 one percent so right there you're like this doesn't make any sense but let's play along they strap these girls into the chairs and they call the neighbor over who happens to be the nurse that treated them at the hospital and she great actress by the way she's in the leftovers she plays a uh, the guilty remnant lady uh, what's her name um patty levin in the leftovers she plays aunt lydia in handmaid's tale really good actress actor, I don't know, whatever. And she's in it, but she's the nurse next door. She comes over and she's a religious fucking lady, whatever. She's like, I'll do the exorcism if the priest doesn't want to. Priest bitch ass is sitting out in the car. He doesn't want to come in. Then the boxing guy from the beginning, you see how this sounds confusing, right? Because it's confusing, right? I, I know I sound confusing and it's It's probably terrible for a podcast, but this is how confusing this movie gets. They bring back the boxing guy. That's kind of spiritual. The guy I mentioned earlier, they bring him in with his little team of, I don't know, which witches or something they bring him in. So now they're all in there and now the dad is in there and he's not a believer in anything. And then they bring the parents of the one girl in who are like the super Christians and they bring the pastor of the church in. So now they're all standing around and their master plan is they're all going to do their own thing and eventually it'll work. And it's like, I don't think that's going to work. And you're like, this is stupid. So they each keep trying their own thing. Like the one starts praying. The demons freak out. She gets scared. Another one starts praying or doing a seance or whatever the fuck. Demons freak out. They, they you know, push them away, whatever. They pour vinegar on them. That shit don't work. And then this is when the only part where I'm like, all right, now this is making sense because the dad goes outside. He sees the priest still out there and he's praying in his car. He's like, the fight's inside. And I'm telling you, this is more of an action movie than it is horror. So the priest comes in and... You're like, oh, they finally did it right. And the priest walks in, he starts praying. The music comes on, and you're like, they're doing it. And the, the demons are freaking out. You know, they're screaming, they're hollering and shit. He dies. <laughs> After about two minutes of screen time, he's dead. They snap his neck in half. They're just, they just willed it to happen. They use the force. They just willed this. He comes close to them, and they just... Turn his head around, snap his neck, which is a callback to the original movie where Reagan, the girl that's possessed, turns her head around when she's possessed and like does a 360 with it. So I guess that was a callback to that movie. So now the priest is dead. They have no idea what's going on. They're just sitting around while these two girls are in the middle of the kitchen or the middle of the dining room just tied together. They're just all sitting around like, this is never going to work. And it's like, well, this isn't like, like, what are the, I was like, the houses are close enough. What are the neighbors doing at this point? They're screaming. There's fucking everything going on. The lights are flickering. Like, no, the neighbors aren't calling the cops. Like, Hey, there's some noise coming out from the neighbor's house. And there's two girls tied up. I can see from the window, like no, nothing. So then it gets heavy handed. This is where I'm I'm already checked out, but I'm like, I got to continue. The dad has to, I know I said no spoilers, but I'm spoiling the fuck out of this movie. So the dad has to, or the two girls are like, you have to choose which one of us lives and which one of us dies. We can, I can only unpossess one of them, but I'm taking one with me to hell. And it's like, all right. And they're like, we're not going to choose. And like, they all agree not to choose. And then the dad who's an asshole comes up and he chooses his daughter because he's an asshole. And the demon's like, ha 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 tricked you. Now your daughter's dead. And his daughter dies and the other one lives. End of story. And I'm like, really? This was all it was like. And they give like a little monologue at the end, and it was like, you have to believe and this and that. And it's called exorcism. The exorcist believer. So I'm like, I get it. But I'm like, this movie started good, and I don't care about the two exorcists in one area, or the two, two, two girls getting possessed in one area. I could I can overlook that. But the problem that occurred was that I'm telling you, they had it. They had a, a storyboard. And they're like, everyone give their idea. And instead of narrowing it down to like, all right, we're going to do this idea, scrap all these other ones. They're like, all these ideas are good. Let's do all of them. Don't spend more than three minutes of screen time on any of them because we don't have that much time. We have to keep this movie under an hour and a half. So don't explain anything. Don't give any background on where they learned how to do any of this stuff. Just run with it. And then the priest is going to come in and again, under two minutes, under three minutes, keep him coming in, but he's going to die. And then at the end of it, it's all going to come down to, you just need to believe in demons. And it was like, really? Like this should have been, it could have been an easy two part movie. Or at least one's three-hour movie. And they should have done it that way. Because like I said, the, I think the original movie is like a little over two hours. All the good movies. I'm talking good movies. I'm talking cinema, cinema. I'm talking cinematic experiences are two plus hours, two and a half, three hours. Anything more than three is crazy. Like Oppenheimer was like a fucking day. Um, that other movie Scorsese made that's on Netflix with De Niro, The Irishman. It's like a six hour long movie. I'm good. That I couldn't. I never watched it because I can't dedicate that. Would, that would take me a weekend to finish. So that's too long. But you're in the two to three three hour range, even three and a half hours. That's how you tell a story you don't tell a story to an hour and a half especially when it's two different people you need the whole backstory and then at the end the mom is still alive too she has a mask on she's just alive and well in a, in a hospital and then they show Reagan from the original one come back and she's like oh hey mom I'm, I'm here and it was like well that's useless they just did nothing like there's no reason to even have her in the movie because he didn't reference it at all except for the one time so overall I could see why I got a 39 out of 100. I was really hoping it was gonna be good because I loved the exorcist. My mom loved it. We watched it. We were terrified of it. I wish it was better, but it wasn't. So, if you're going to see it, just know, I'm sorry I spoiled it for you, but you're not missing anything anyway. I probably will never watch it again. I probably you know what it is? I'll watch it again just to see if it was as bad as I thought it was, you know? Cuz good movies like Oppenheimer, I only had to see once. I'll, I'll watch it again when it's out on you know streaming I'll watch it again maybe but I saw it once and I was like that's a good movie I was I was happy when I left the movie theater like that's a that's how you tell a story It's long you have to pay attention there's a lot of ins a lot of lot of outs this was just get to get point A to point B. We don't give a shit how you do it, but you have 90 minutes go. And that's all it was. So, anyway, we're going to move on because I'm sorry I spoiled the movie for you, but if you're into some horror movies, give it a go. I'm going to definitely watch it again just to make sure it was as bad as I thought it was. If you want to leave a comment on the TikTok or YouTube or Twitter? or wherever you, wherever you ingest the content around here. Be sure to tell me what you think, but it's a shitbag movie. But we're moving on because we are at the 26-minute mark now, and there's too much to cover. There's a doomsday glacier that is going to crack off. <laughs> it's going to snap off the Arctic shelf. And once that happens, it's going to be like a floating, what the hell they say? It's like, it's like the size of Florida. Like this thing's massive. It's like a million miles across or some crazy fucking number, thousand miles across. Like it's some big ass thing. It's going to raise the sea temp- sea level by like 17 feet. And it's like any day now it's going to break off. Like they already were like this, it, there's no coming back. It's already done. So there's that um, Alcapulco, which I always thought was a made up place. Or it was one of these places that I just didn't know. I can't find it on a map, but apparently it got buried by a hurricane. And the hurricane got there and they were like, oh, it's a tropical storm. And then within like 12 hours, it went from a tropical storm to a category five and just wiped out this fucking island. They caught that main shooter. It's just bad news all around. We don't have to talk about the bad news. I'd rather talk about a bad movie than bad news. But last night we're sleeping, right? And tying it all back to the... Horror movie, you know, you know, in horror movies. So if you're into horror movies, they always start the same: happy couple, happy person, happy life, and then shit starts going awry. So last night I'm sleeping, right, and. I have a dehumidifier in the kitchen, which is on the opposite side of the house. But wood floors, sound travels through here. Marble, you know, wood, it fucking travels. So I can hear it at night. I don't really pay attention to it. But when it's full, it beeps. And it doesn't stop beeping. It beeps like once every five minutes. Beep. And then if it's full, it beeps through. It's like beep, 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 beep. And then five minutes go by and does it again. So I wake up to this sound. Right. And I'm like, I think I had to wake up to piss and then I heard it. So I think I was waking up anyway, but then I hear it. I'm like, my first thought was, this is how it starts. Because everything starts in horror movies where it starts off slow. Like the first night, nothing happens. Second night, a door just randomly shuts or like a light turns on. Third night, shit starts moving. By the fourth night, you're fucked. And the fifth night, you don't survive. So like, I'm like, of course. I watch a scary movie and then shit like this starts happening around the fucking house. I just got up and emptied it out. You know, Brady was on the couch. I'm like, yeah, we're fine. But yeah, let's hope. (laughs) It's... Let's hope there's no ghosts floating around here, but tomorrow is Halloween, so who knows? All Hallows' Eve, as they say in scary movies, because that's what they like to say. But yeah, Doomsday Glacier, Capoco, just bad news all around. It's always bad news, man. I can really talk about bad news. That could just be a whole... I can base my entire podcast around just bad news. Daily bad fucking news. It's always bad. But we're going to get out of here, because we're running out of time, and you know we got shit to do. We're playing a new game. It's on Steam called foxhole um it's an mmo or a real strategy game real-time strategy so it's one or the other i think it's an mmo it's considered an mmo massive multiplayer online world but other people like no it's real-time strategy whatever you want to believe but it's a massive game there's only one server and you're on one side or the other and you it's a 24 7 fight the wars don't end for like a month like you're playing the same game there's no like new game. You know, if you die, you just respawn, and you have to like do everything. So playing that game on Twitch, you you, you could subscribe to twitch.tv slash dbk underscore TTV. Don't forget to subscribe to Substack, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We're going to be back at some point tomorrow or that later in the week. You know how things go. Um, sometimes it's hit or miss. So appreciate you guys listening. Sorry if I spoiled the movie, but again, you're not missing shit. So you're welcome. Stay woke.